welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back for what is surprisingly episode 11 of the Speak of the Devils podcast brought to you by the Grizzly. I'm Sam St. Jean. I'm with Dom and Sam for another exciting episode. I mean, we got our normal rundown. We got a special guest, Bryce Baylor, coming on in a little bit. And of course, you know, we got another list. This one we actually let Dom pick um, for the first time in a little bit. And we are back to a very fun topic that you can probably guess if you know Dom. Yeah, so we're going to be discussing the top five cafeteria meals. Uh, it's Big time. something I like to ask some of the guests that are on here, mm-hmm. uh, both you know past and present uh, people that have been at Dickinson. So I'm really pumped about this. I put a lot of thought into it. Calf is not fresh in my mind at the moment, so I had to really dig deep into what really hit home uh, in my stomach so and my taste buds. So I'm really excited for that. Absolutely. I mean – I know Sam's probably pretty excited about this one too. I know Cam's Sam's a calf sitter as well. So we'll 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 dive into our rundown though. We'll save the conversation for later. Um, there's a lot going on today, and I mean, in the world in general. But uh, one new thing that I actually just noticed before this was Matt Stafford placed on the COVID reserve list just today. Oh wow! So that's a big hit for a struggling Lions team who just recently lost to the Colts. Sammy's happy about that one. Um, who I have a question. Who even is the backup quarterback for the Lions? Because I don't know. I have zero idea. Perfect. So the Lions will probably continue to struggle then. Um, <laughs> what else is going on this week, Sammy, for the NFL? Um, well, the trade deadline came up, and absolutely nothing happened. I don't know why the trade deadline is around week eight. I feel like it – I don't know. Personally, I felt like it was a little later, but – um absolutely nothing happened the green green bay struck out couldn't go get a wide receiver i think they were trying to get wolf uh will fuller from the texans uh, but they couldn't meet what the right. texans were asking for but um other than that nothing too exciting besides ab yeah. returning after his cool. suspension he'll be making his debut for the bucks against the saints and uh yeah, yeah. i, I agree this week i way. agree i agree with you when you say that the trade deadline was weird this year i mean um Week eight also does seem like a weird time to have it. Um, I know that the Eagles didn't do anything when they needed help a lot, so I got nothing. I got nothing more to say on that, just because I I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of talking negative energy about the Eagles. <laughs> uh, who are they playing well, this week? Bye, bye week. Oh, bye, bye week. week. Okay. <clears throat> Much needed bye week. Yeah, big time. That always bye week. That was a that was a terrible game against Dallas last week. I mean. We don't got to talk about it anymore. <laughs> we'll skip the topic. But you brought up the Cowboys. They're going to go to another quarterback after last week. Um, they said uh, yesterday that they're going to give either Gilbert or Cooper Rush a shot um, this week against the Steelers, who are still undefeated. Uh, it stinks. I, I I didn't hate what I saw from Ben DiNucci. I mean, he was terrible, but like it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't anything. He had a little bit better QBR than Carson Wentz did that week, so. I mean, and he didn't throw any interceptions. Um, but I also have a soft spot for, for Ben DiNucci. He's a JMU grad. I, he played football with my cousin at JMU. So I wanted to see him succeed. But at the same time, I, I didn't. I wanted to get his butt kicked. But, you know, that's how it goes, I guess. We'll yeah. see what the Dallas Cowboys do next week. Yeah. I mean, the one other thing that I had on top of my mind, and I'll kind of hand it over to you guys to lead a little bit, um, was why the MLB decided to hand out their Gold Gloves awards last night. On election night, that yeah. was possibly the most MLB, most Rob Manfred thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Big and time. one of the reasons why people are losing interest in baseball is because they do stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like I don't know, baseball. They they just can't seem to make the right moves, and you know, it's not the it's not the right time for them to go against probably the most televised uh, event in ever like every four years so um the fact that they decided to pick election night to hand out their gold gloves which i didn't know you guys just informed me of that that's i didn't know good job baseball good work yeah that's really, definitely really good not. job i'm sure and i'm then, sure everybody was tuned in to see that last night and the, just to make it worse for for both of us dom uh cesar hernandez and jp crawford both got gold gloves and they are both former phillies players that we actually so naturally, I just wanted to throw that one out there for you just to yeah. keep you informed. You know? I will say a league success is as good as their commissioner and the MLB has by far the worst commissioner out of oh, every major sports league. 
he's terrible. Like the way he handled the COVID-19 situation at the beginning of the season. And then we thought he had it figured out. And then something happened with the Marlins like earlier. And then just this at the end of the season, like they're not even playing baseball and he's still screwing it up somehow. Pretty much. It's impressive. It's really impressive actually. Like it's, it's hard to screw that up. And he did. (laughs) He did. Now Dom, our college football specialist, what do you got for us? To be honest with you, I watched very little college football. I watched a little bit of the uh, Notre Dame game, which Notre Dame looks very, very good. And then I watched the first half of the Penn State Ohio State game, and the Buckeyes were rolling as I figured they would. Yeah. Justin Fields looks elite, and he's going to be a problem once he gets to the NFL. I don't care what anybody says. Ohio State's a very good football team, and I. I see them getting all the way to the playoff for sure. Yeah, no, I, yeah, don't I did watch a little bit of that game. Penn State looked flat. I mean, they played better than they did against um, against Indiana last week, but they still just didn't didn't look great. I mean, they were they were playing Ohio State, which I agree with you, Don. They are one of the best teams in the country, and I see them going to the playoffs. But they just they can't seem to figure it out. I don't know what's going on in Penn State. Yeah, I mean, the only couple I got a couple things. I mean, Michigan blows it again. Um, Clemson finds a way to win against Boston College, uh, who put up a really impressive fight. Oh, DJ, Boston... DJ. Yep. Yeah, DJ. Boston College, though, yeah. I'm he's a beast. I'm in. Th- I'm been thoroughly impressed with Boston College this season. Um, they put up a lot of good fights, and uh, they actually looked very strong. They fought the whole game. They came out swinging. They weren't afraid of the big opponent. Um, Trevor and... Lawrence didn't play, right? Yep, he did not play. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if he's playing this week either. I've he's looked not. into it. He's not. He's not playing. Nope. And they're playing Notre Dame. But any, yeah, they are playing Notre Dame. But anyone who watched, uh, anyone who watches QB one on Netflix knows that uh, DJ Wagalele, the quarterback, the backup quarterback for Clemson, five star recruit, and also a uh, baseball player at Clemson, actually took the starting job of the quarterback that was on the show. So the quarterback that was one of the quarterbacks starring in the show, this DJ, the quarterback for Clemson now, actually beat him out and pretty much just embarrassed the, the quarterback wow. that was on the show. So he's a beast, five-star recruit. He's like 6'4", like 250, and can throw the ball like 100 yards. So he's – I don't think Clemson's – I he played a good game too. He still threw for almost 400 yards in his first game. He just started so I don't slow, think I feel like. going to miss a beat. Yeah, he did. I mean, and that's to be expected. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, BC, BC played a little bit, you know, above what people probably expected. He started a little slow because he hasn't been playing. And, you know, it resulted in a very fun game to watch. Um, I mean, you guys got anything on else on college football? I got one more point, and then we can roll on to our interview. Oh, go ahead. Um, one thing I got, um, just because I make one a point to say one thing about soccer because it's our most neglected major sport. Uh, Champions League still going on. Uh, Chelsea, Juventus, Barcelona delivered today. Juventus, baby, let's go. To go get some wins. And Man U absolutely it? stumbled despite their success in the Champions League. Um, they've been horrible in the Prem. They've been holding on to the the light that is been, has been the Champions League, and they still stumbled after a few, you know. So I don't know if you guys know, but when they're judging how a player played in a game, they do a scale of 0 to 10. Usually you expect your players to be around six or seven. That's a pretty average, you know, score. And they had a couple guys getting fours today. And you know, that's the kind of stuff you can't have, to have out of a team like Man U. Yeah, that was can't a big time. It. That was a big time Absolutely loss. Absolutely cannot for, have it. Man United. Yeah. I've, who did they even – I can't even pronounce this. Basic CR. They lost to today, Man United. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with the yeah. – um, with the. I think, uh, it's a Tur- I think it's a Turkish league team. But um, they uh, they lost. Yeah, they lost today. They let up possibly the laziest goal I've seen in the 12th minute, and uh, it was downhill ever since then. But, you know, I got in my word about soccer. I delivered, and that's it. Oh, that's All it. right. So <laughs> if you guys are ready, we can roll on to our interview with Bryce Baylor. Healthy, not boring. That's not just the motto of the Grazery, but it is also their promise to you. Visit Grazery today and indulge on fresh Mediterranean-inspired salads, sandwiches, and soups, among other great options on a menu that serves both breakfast and lunch. Eat in or take out. No reservation needed here. So hurry on down to 156 West High Street, just yards from the campus, and enjoy a fresh and feel-healthy meal today. Awesome. We are here for segment two. We got an interview with Bryce Baylor, who is the president for Athletes of Color Coalition at Dickinson College. 
And we are here to just kind of talk to them, learn a bit about that and, uh, you know, just hear kind of what they're all about. And I mean, I guess I'll start with my first question, which is how did you guys start? Uh, well, we started um, probably the first idea started um, within the height of the George Floyd protests, the racial tension in the country. Um, me, Phil Butler, and uh, Marcus Witherspoon uh, talked to the football team about what's been going on, just sharing our experiences and kind of talking about how, you know, we're one team and unity and brotherhood are born to us. But the truth of the matter is that our experiences, our experiences are different from those of our teammates. Um, uh, from there, uh, Marcus Witherspoon and Najee Thompson, which is a uh, 2019 track athlete, um, they kind of made this amazing list of, you know, initiatives and things that would benefit um, the Athletes of Color on campus. And one of those things was um, the Athletes of Color Coalition. Um, and so from there, I mean, we just really hit the ground running. Um, we had one meeting with Najee and Marcus. Um, and from there, we took it upon this, upon ourselves, you know, current um, student athletes. And we just figured out what would be best uh, in terms of format, in terms of how we're gonna do this over online, how we're gonna make that smooth transition back to campus, what we'll talk about, you know, the overall um, feel of the group um, in terms of, we want it to be a safe space, but we also want it to be a professional space in which we can, you know, make this club go into like a, a more grand scheme um, as opposed to just being like a small club on campus. We want to do networking. We want to do events. We want to do things like that um, just to get the exposure out, just to make people more comfortable. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we definitely ran into our challenges uh, by being online, but who hasn't, you know, and then we've, we've kind of rolled with the punches and you know, I, I, I'm sure that all the members, all the people on the executive board, um, we've just been finding the best ways to make this work and make, you know, each athlete feel comfortable. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's kind of us in a nutshell. But Yeah, Bryce, you mentioned a little bit about what you guys want to do uh, in the future in terms of events. Do you have anything specifically planned in mind for anything either online or if we get back on campus? Yeah, so um, our first official uh, meeting is going to be on Friday, actually, and um, we're planning to do kind of like a happy hour type deal, um, just talking about the election, really, just talking about um, whoever wins this election, the different implication that will have on the campus, on us, uh, both on campus and, you know, remotely, because granted, we're most likely going to be remote, so we got to talk about it. Um, and so this is kind of, this first meeting is definitely going to be one of the tell-alls on how this group is going to go um, because it's going to be um, a group in which we talk about real issues but it's also going to be a group that we talk about what it means for us you know so it's 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 a group where we talk about the grand scheme of things but it's also talking about what it means for us and what it means um, for athletes of color and you know different things about like how we're feeling and how our experience is going to differ and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm very excited for that. Um, and of course, it's gonna be it's gonna be different once you get back on campus and I hope we do at some point, but this is the best we can do. Um, and just kind of getting people to get more comfortable and start building relationships. That's what we are really trying to do is build relationships through shared experiences. And so that's gonna be the hardest thing to do online, but I'm sure we can do it because, you know, we're all going through it, you know? So I'm, I'm definitely excited for Friday. Right, so you're the president of the Athletes of Color Coalition at Dickinson, and you have your executive board there, which uh, is consists of members of different sports um, from different backgrounds, different cultures, different ethnicities. How was this uh, executive board formed, and you know who made the decision? Did you volunteer to be president? Were you voted in? So how did the the selection of the the executive board come about? Yeah, so I mean, essentially, I. Once this, meet, once this group uh, started with that initial group, uh, initial meeting that Najee and um, Marcus uh, fostered, I kind of took the lead role because I've, I've known about it for a longer time by way of me, of us doing it um, through football at first. Uh, so I kind of took lead and just try to start to try to open it up and get people to talk, share my experiences, share um, 
different visions for what the group will look like. Um, from there, um, Nigel was also one of the people that were that was very outspoken. So I was like, I can see the leadership aspect of that. But you know, as things went on, as Marcus, Marcus and Najee started to back out a little bit and leave it up to us, um, I kind of just wanted to open it up. I like personally, I I saw something that was you know very good, but it was not going to be benefited by having only two um, executive board members. And it's not gonna be benefited by having two males and it's not gonna be benefited by having two black males. So I went to find a way that we can incorporate having you know different races, different um, genders. And so that's what we did right now. We have six, um, we have six executive board members, me, Nadja Woodruff, um, Max Matsumoto, uh, Christina Chu, Hannah Riley, and Ashley Violet. Um, and so we have a three and three in terms of men, women, because I mean, it's one of those things that a lot of things, you know, us of color, we share experiences, but I can't tell you what, you know, an Asian person's feeling. I can't tell you what a woman is feeling. So just the importance of bringing in different aspects, um, but different perspectives is just going to be huge. And I'm super excited to be able to bring up all topics, you know, everything, because I can't, I can't necessarily bring up a topic that would make me feel uncomfortable, but may not necessarily make a woman feel uncomfortable or, you know, an Asian person uncomfortable. So I'm, I'm definitely excited. And, and it's definitely, we definitely have a very, very good foundation. And, you know, the executive board's been, you know, working the butts off and, and I'm super proud of them. And we just, we just really been killing it. Um, so I'm definitely excited for that. Yeah, my next question is something you kind of touched on a little bit here and there through the other questions, but I kind of want to just kind of ask more explicitly, what exactly are the goals of the group? Yeah, so um, our goal essentially is, like I said, um, to create a safe space, um, to foster a place where we can, you know, create and fortify bonds, because I know personally, personally, um, as a football player, we have maybe like, 10 to 15 um, athletes of color um, and granted I know them like my, they're my brothers but we do lose some from sport to sport and so our goal is to create those bonds and also strengthen them throughout our time at, at Dickinson um, and then even after Dickinson we're trying we're starting a LinkedIn group we're starting to contact um, you know alums of color alum athletes of color and um, just so we can start to make it a bigger picture because we have for football, we have these networking days in which um, old football players come back and talk to, which is extremely helpful. Um, but I wanna I wanted make it feel like, you know, in some cases we're not out of place necessarily because I, from, you know, my three years having these networking days, I've seen one, maybe two um, networks of color. And, and that might be, you know, just because that's the way it works, it may not be, but our goal is to definitely start creating that and finding those ways that, especially freshmen that aren't on campus today have, you know, that certain level of comfortability and knowing that they're not necessarily the anomaly. We're all together, we're all here. Representation is huge. We don't just see each other walking past, you know, in the hub. Um, we can have a place where we can come together and actually talk about it, talk, you know, share our experiences. And and that's, that's really what it's all about. Um, it's 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 one of those things that we're we're still working to um, perfectly figure out the balance between professionalism and intimacy, and that is, you know, a challenge in and of itself. But it's one of those things that all of all of the, you know the forty, I think it's almost I think it's like almost fifty members we have now, including the exec board. Everyone's on board, and 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 that just can't do it without them. So it's definitely a group thing. And I know we can figure it out and I know it's going to get only get easier from here. So. Cool. So this might be a little bit on the tougher side of a, a question, but um, a team, so teams like myself, baseball and lacrosse are mostly white. And how, so how would teams like lacrosse or baseball or any other teams help support this, this kind of group? Um, I would say, 
understand. I mean, like the, the thing is that our group isn't going to be, you know, necessarily talking to our white, you know, teammates because not, not, I mean, talking to them about our, you know, about this group trying to teach people about, because that's not necessarily, you know, ACC's job. Um, I think in this day and age, you know, everyone has the, has technology, has the, you know, has the right to um, look stuff up and learn on their own. And that's what we expect. Um, but understanding that, you know, we were thinking about some issues about how is this going to look in terms of a mentorship program or in terms of finding, you know, network things like, oh, it's only going to be accepted to, you know, athletes of color. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, our thing is just creating space for, you know, us and and just understanding that we go through different things. And, and that's really all, you know, all you guys can do. I mean, it's not, um, and in some in some cases, like I know we have a, uh, a first year lacrosse player, and she's a she's a, a young black woman, and you know it's one of those things that she she will be the only you know person of color on the team. Um, so the best way that you know say the women's lacrosse team can help out is fostering a place where she feels comfortable, and so that's our job. That's you know ACC's job too. You know, that should be each team's job is to be able to mimic what we're trying to do and be able to foster, you know, a place where we can talk about the experiences. Granted, it won't be shared experiences, but like we did, and I've seen, and I'm only saying this now because I know it's possible because what we did um, earlier in July with football was one of the best conversations I've ever had. I mean, through, you know, I've been going to predominantly white institutions since I was three and I never had a conversation. I never had a floor where people were so accepting to hear what I had to say about my experiences. And granted, it's not like it's not like you know those people are anomalies. It's not like it's not like you know Dickinson students have some special care for the black issues. No, it's not that. It's just the fact that it's not necessarily salient to you guys. And 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 so that's really what I want to emphasize is that. The best way that white students can help ACC is by being open to hear experiences and be open to learning. And that's the only way that, you know, like I said, this is a big scheme thing and it's not necessarily easy, but just keeping that on your mind is something that's going to be very important to advancing, you know, our, our goal and the overall goal of the country. So. Great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Right. So I know this is, you know, a little bit of a soft spot, but, you know, you went, you had a serious, pretty serious injury uh, occur to you uh, last season, last season that we played in. And that was really tough. And, you know, I've been there, so I, not nearly what you had, but I tore my ACL as well. So, you know, I understand what you went through, but, you know, how was, you know, getting over, getting through that injury and, you know, what did you, what did you take away from overcoming that such like a traumatic injury? And, you know, I talk to you all the time and you seem to be in a really great place. And I've seen you as, you know, as we see right now, stepping up into this leadership role. You know, what, what did you take away and what did you learn from uh, going from such a difficult uh, injury and in a situation like that? Yeah, man. Well, first of all, I, I'm happy to say that, you know, two days ago, one year ago was, you know, the day of the injury. So, wow. you know, it was, it was definitely a big day. Um, so I'm happy about that. Um, to answer your question though, I think the one thing that stuck with me the most um, was, you know, last year around this time was probably the worst, you know, I was at the like lowest point that I've been in a long time, you know, like, like nothing was going right. Like, you know, you have an identity, a student athlete. Um, when athletics is gone and you're too drugged up to go to class, you get moved to a separate room uh, away from your roommate, you're alone 90% of the day. You're not even the student anymore. So you have to figure out who you really are. Like what makes you happy? What, like, what you look for in life, what you need. Um, and so I learned that I can lean on people to help me. And that, that was like one of my biggest thing, like just, you know, be always being told like macho this, macho that, and like that's not necessarily the case. And 
And that helped me learn how to be a better leader because you can't really be a leader without people helping you. And that's just, that's the case, period. I mean, um, and so that, that definitely progressed me. I think knowing that my, um, my injury, you know, affected many people. And I know that, you know, my mental state was going to be huge and how people felt, you know, I never wanted somebody to be like, look at me and be like, oh, poor him, like, you know, whatever. But you have to like, you know, suit up, keep it going, like, let's get it going. And, and like, I, you know, you just got to keep going, don't stop. And I think the way this year has been is exactly what, as soon as I learned that lesson of leadership, of perseverance, of, you know, asking for help, listening, you know, letting myself lean on people was immediately tested this entire 2020. And I couldn't have been more thankful for it. I mean, I look at this, um, this past year and I'm just like, damn, like we, I've, I've been down bad. We've all been down bad, but I'm glad I had, to, I, I'm glad we have this, you know, 2020, like look, look what you guys are doing. You guys are building something amazing. Like I built something amazing. I got my real estate license, you know, president of ACC. Like this is, this is such a massive, you know, life lesson that we're learning at such a young age. Um, and so the thing is like, we have to look at things that everything is a lesson and you learn from everything. And now we have nothing to do but sit in our houses with our own thoughts and find ways to grow. And so I think I wouldn't be able to put, you know, my finger on one thing that from my injury that led to this, I think it was just a whole experience, whole like, you know, like went from like a caterpillar to a butterfly, that whole you know, transition into learning yourself and understanding who you are in order to help others to be a better leader, to be a better man and all that stuff that just kind of compiled together. And here we are. Yeah. So I have kind of like one more question. I'm going to apologize. It's going to be a little loaded because it kind of developed there like while we were sitting here. So it just kind of touched back like Sam touched on, you know, the question about asking how white athletes or white students in general can kind of, you know, help. And then you touched on the point that you, you know, you don't know what Asian students deal with. You don't know what um, female students deal with. So my kind of thing is, I mean, you you also stress the learning aspect and that's kind of the best way. So my thing is like, I want to know where to learn, like how to listen, how to learn, how to properly like engage in those conversations, because, you know, it's something like, it's a difficult conversation to have, but I don't want to be rude. I want to listen in a way that is the most productive for both sides. You know, I want to listen right. as a, as a, you know, a human being to a human being. And like, that's the thing too, is I feel like with a lot of the learning situations or places you can learn, it's kind of clouded in politics. Like I want to learn from you as a human, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Man. And, and, and that's like, you, you hit the nail on the head with that one. And the thing is, I think it's objective. Um, and I think that because everyone's different. Everyone has different experiences. Everyone has different comfortability with, um, with different people. So I would say the best way you can do it, um, is, you know, like I got a lot of texts from my teammates, my friends are just like, I died of this racial tension. They were just like, man, if you need someone to talk to, I can, you know, I'm always here to talk. And I knew that. I mean, I, knew, I knew like all my friends had my backs, but it means something different when you're like, I want to learn about this and I want you to help me on my, you know, path to growth. And no one's going to be like, oh, I don't want to, you know, talk to you because I don't want you, you know, it's never going to be that. Um, really, it's, it's really going to depend on the person. And that's the best thing you could do is just tell someone you're there for them. I mean, most people, like, like I said, with the, the football thing um, in July when I talked to the team, that was the first time I really had like an official conversation with um one of my white friends about my experiences like sharing like emotional stuff like it's 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 heavy stuff so it's not like um it's going to be an easy thing for someone to open up to you you know what i mean so don't i always say don't get don't get discouraged if it's not an immediate like here's my entire life story this is why i feel this way because it, it's it's a hard thing i mean it takes many people it takes people you know years to get over it, it takes people i mean you're never really going to get over it because we're not necessarily progressing in the way that we all hope to. Um, 
but it really is just going to depend on the person. And it's like, you're just going to have to find a way to show that you really want to learn um, and just be open to all of it. I mean, and that's, that's, that's the best way that, you know, like I said, like that, that's, that's the best way the team is going to, you know, other teams can like other athletes, other teammates can help ACC is just having it be an open conversation and not taboo because we like, believe it or not, we want to talk about it. We want to get our emotions out there. We want to, we want to talk about what's going on. We don't want to keep it inside. Um, and so, you know, hopefully, you know, with ACC as a place we could share shared experiences and our other teammates can share, you know, our different, you know, conflicting experiences, like that is going to be massive. And I am, I'm so excited to be part of this because I know that a lot of, um, if not, if not all, um, athletes on Dick, at Dickinson want to learn about it. We want to know because because you're right. Everything is politicized now, and that's that is the biggest issue we have right now. Because people go through this performative thing, and you know, posting a black square. Not saying that this it's not a bad. It's not saying it's a bad thing, but people are very performative nowadays, just by way of social media, and. And so if I see, you know, say I, if I see Sam posting a black square, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, he, you know, he's for Black Lives Matter. But if I get that text, then I know, like, I can talk to him about it, you know? So just pretty much if everyone was talking to, you know, their, their friends of color as much as they were posting on Instagram, as much as they were posting stories and everything, that's it's solved, you know, it's going to open more uh, conversation. It's going to make people feel more comfortable. And that's pretty much it. I mean, it's, <laughs> I say pretty much it, like it's simple, but it's, I mean, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing, but you know, I have faith and I'm, I'm more hopeful than I've ever been in terms of race relations. And that, that may be, you know, like, oh, Bryce, you're an idiot, but now like I, I am because I see people wanting to help. I see people wanting to talk about it and that, that definitely, you know, puts me in a good headspace. Sam, I just want to say something quick. I don't want to like cut you off, but um, so I, so the biggest thing kind of I took away from that was you want us to kind of just not be afraid to start a conversation. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that kind of what you're getting at a little bit? Exactly, exactly. And don't even be afraid to get rejected. Like it's, like I said, it's going to be, it's going to, some people may be like, oh, I can't, like it's just too much right now. And just be like, okay it's fine. Like, I'm here for you, you know, in the meantime, I will continuously like try to learn. And by the time we do talk, I hope to have it be very productive and go from there. Um, it never stops, man. It really doesn't. Um, you just, like, the thing is, is that we've, by we, I mean, athletes of color, that have been thinking about race for 20 plus years. Um, and the truth of the matter is, you know, our teammates may have not have thought about race, you know, and they've only been thinking about race for what, like, like six months. So like, no one's going to be upset with you if you don't get it like that, because we didn't get it like that. We had to get taught this, like we were brought up like this. We had to, you know, understand everything. It takes time. It really does. And so don't get discouraged upon yourself. Don't be too critical. Um, And just keep fostering the you know conversations i mean it's 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 going to be it's going to be extremely helpful in the advancement of like you know comfortability in terms of our athletes of color so great i'm going to shift gears just a little bit i just heard that you got your real estate license and yeah, i want to know what that was like and what you're doing it with now yeah so um i uh i had a um internship with um i don't know if you know jack porter but his mom we went to the same high school um, up in Bethesda, Maryland. So I had an internship with his mom, uh, senior year spring. Um, and, and I loved it. I mean, I, I didn't know really what I want to do. I mean, I'm an econ major, like, like the door is wide open. I could, you know, whatever. So, so yeah, um, I was, you know, as when I was injured, I had nothing to do except apply for internships. So that's what I was doing, you know, the entire winter, sometime uh, up until like the spring. Um, and so I was waiting on those, but, you know, waiting to hear back on the internships. I didn't hear back from any. And I guess because of COVID, all this craziness. So I'm just waiting, waiting, waiting. And I'm just like, 
probably in like the middle of like June, late June, I'm just like, wow, I have done nothing. You know, I, I just learned these lessons. I thought I was going to be better off and, and be productive, but I've done nothing. And I was, just, I was just tired of waiting around for an opportunity to just drop my feet. So I took it upon myself early July, started the classes. Um, and yeah, I got licensed um, September 2nd. And it was kind of, it was kind of annoying because I had, I had planned to take my test right after like the, like, I think I finished the class on like a Saturday or something. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I'll go and take my test um, on Wednesday because I had no class because it was kind of an overlap when classes started and when I took my test. So I was like, okay, I'll take it on Wednesday because I have no class on Wednesday. Um, I checked the, I checked the, the, the website to schedule my test and, um, the earliest test that was open was September 2nd at 5 a.m. And, and, and it was, it was at 30 minutes away. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I'll, it, it sucks, but I got to do it. Like, there's no other way. Like, I have a test like the eighth and that was like the next day, like it was open. Um, I was like, okay, like I'll just wake up at, you know, four and like, drive 30 minutes or, or like wake up at 4 30 and just like get on the road and get there and then I looked at the, the the sheet of you know the time and everything they said you have to be there 30 minutes early <laughs> to the test site so I had to be there at 4 30 I had to wake up at 3 30 to take this test I'm I'm just an absolute zombie but I go in there like everyone is masked up they're just like this sucks but I'm just like, you know what, we're all here together. And, it's, and that's really was the vibe. It was just like, what are we gonna do now? We just gotta keep moving. I was like, this is literally the epitome of what we're going through. Like, it sucks, but we just gotta, there's no choice but to keep moving, to keep growing. And I mean, I passed on the first time and I was elated. And so now I've been, you know, just working on it and, you know, studying YouTube videos about different things, like looking yeah, up so everything you're fine. And I actually just got my first, um, buyer client um, a couple weeks ago. So I've been working with her trying to find her a perfect place to live. Um, so yeah, man, I mean, I'm super excited to, to get the ball rolling on that. Great. I think I'm good. I think we covered a lot of topics today. I think that's yeah, a good place sure. to end. Uh, just from you, you know, anybody, anybody, or Sam, Sam, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, this one, I'm going to ask a question on your behalf, Dom. So oh, go ahead. <laughs> so we're, we're transitioning. Our next segment is Dom's pick. I almost asked it. I, 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 asked I was, it, I just, no, go ahead. I, I it's your, it's your question. I'm going to let you, <laughs> I'm going to let you go with it, Dom. Let's hear it, Dom. Bryce, Bryce, you and I have shared many a calf meal and many a calf sit together. Amen. So our next topic in the next segment, we are, listing each of our top five calf meals slash food so if you got if you can come up with a quick top five we'd love to hear it <laughs> five top five okay um you don't have to do I, an order because i know that'll be doesn't tough. have to be an order okay, it doesn't okay, have okay. to be an order all right so i'm gonna start off i'll say my one my number one gotta be mexican torta and i was not hip to mexican mm -hmm. torta until late spring semester and i was so pissed that we left after I had Torta literally once. So I would say my number one gotta be Torta. Um, uh, and then in no particular order, I'll say, I'll say boneless wings, just because just because of the, you know, camaraderie of the team. Everyone's just there for boneless wings. So it's always good. Um, let's see what else. Mm. You know, this is, this is a sleeper pick, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the the awful grilled chicken. I'll say that because um, yeah. it's always reliable. It's always there. Always there. That's right. It's versatile. It's yeah. versatile. It's, versatile. It's, it's a versatile one. Um, let's see. What's the what's the what's the steak sandwich that has like I think like mozzarella on it. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking oh, about. Steak pizzaola, steak pizza, pizza, pizzaola, whatever, okay. whatever it is. I know. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and last one. Um, sheesh. Dude, my mind, I, I completely forgot what we eat in Cafon. Yeah, I know. That's part of this list. I yeah, have to look eat. at yeah. previous menus to find That's what I was thinking about, too. I was like... <laughs> Someone give me one. Someone give me one. So I know, I know one, one of them that's on my list is the chicken uh, and Parmesan rice. I love that one. 
That's it. That's it. No, actually, like that's yeah. No, that that is gas. Like that rice is next level. Yep. <laughs> For sure. That's it. All right. Thank you very much, Bryce. Man, You're the man. Hey, appreciate Bryce, you, guys. appreciate you, brother. Keep doing what you do. Love it. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You as well. Peace. All right. Complex is something no coach or athlete wants to deal with, which is why every team aims to keep schemes and execution simple so success is easy to achieve. That's the game plan used by the Grazery right here in Carlisle. Simple ingredients that are fresh, healthy, and above all, delicious. Healthy, not boring food that is just that is not just good for you, or not just good, but good for you. Made from only the healthiest and simple ingredients. So come in today and enjoy a great meal made simple at Grazery, located at 156 West High Street in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. And we are back after a great interview, a great conversation with Bryce Bailey. We appreciate him a lot for coming on. Um, I know we probably all got something out of that one for sure. Um, but he provided us with a transition and uh, probably the most important list we've done. I'm not going to lie. It was a great suggestion by Dom. So I'm going to let Dom lead us off. All right, everybody, this is going to be a highly debated list. Send in your top five uh, once we do ours. We are doing the top five calf meals slash food. So really excited to get to this topic, to this list. And also, like I said, we want to hear anything we missed, your personal favorites. DM us, comment on our Instagram, on every social media post about it this is huge so we want to hear everybody's top five so without further ado my number five this is debated this is debated this is very hard i put a lot of thought into this list really had to go back and put myself in the calf and you know just really remembered enjoying the food so my number five is the chili from the cove okay okay chili from the cove is my number five See, I'm not a big chili guy. I have had the chili from the Cove. It's good. I'm just not a chili guy. So the chili- I'm a chili. I'm a chili guy. I, I it's, it was debatable if it was going to be on there or not, but it slid in there. Number five. Mm-hmm. All right. So my number five is also from the Cove. Uh, it's the General Sow's chicken from the Cove with the rice is phenomenal. Anything from the Cove, I love. I mean, the Cove is just great. Um, but that's that. That's my number five. I will say, especially in the people who do comment, I want to hear from people who are currently on campus too, because there's a lot of stuff I am forgetting. So those will be possible stuff I I omit because I just forgot about them. Mm -hmm. But my number five is an old classic. I just love myself a good grilled cheese. So that'll be my number five. Interesting. Simple, yet satisfactory. I like it. Mm -hmm. My number four is the tomatillo steak with the, uh, or the steak with tomatillo sauce. Uh, I like the flat iron steak. It's, uh, it's definitely up there for me. My number four slid in there at my number four. Good stuff. I do like the steak there. Um, I'm going to go with, this is a little bit outside the box, but I'm going to go with the fresh cut pastrami and corned beef on rye from the sandwich line. Whenever they they do it right there, the lovely lady does it right there, right for you. Bang, bang, bang. And just slices it right onto some rye bread for you. It's the best. Honestly, I'm a big just get it get get an extra little corned beef on the side. Yeah, I'm just a, every, almost every time they have it, I'll make sure to make a trip for that one. That's a, that's a good pick, Sam. I, that's one I kind of didn't really think of. Mm-hmm. Um, but my number four is another one that's probably a pretty classic decision for a lot of people. Um, would be mac and cheese. Mac and cheese sometimes varies a little bit in quality. Like sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse. But the, the mac and cheese, like I never leave unsatisfied after eating the mac and cheese. That's understandable. Yeah. My number three is the Mexican tortoise sandwich. As Bryce said, right off the bat for one of his, it's unbelievable. It's a gem. Anybody who hasn't tried it, uh, you're missing out. And I would really enjoy one right now, but yeah, Mexican tortoise sandwich is my number three. All right. On my number three, it was said on the, uh, on the previous segment with Bryce, I'm going to go with the chicken and Parmesan rice. It's just great. You come especially after coming in from a workout and it's just it's it's great i love seeing it every day and my my number three would be the honey fried chicken big fan of the fried chicken that they make and actually i would help make it a little bit when i was uh working there my freshman year too so um you know that one that one always hits a spot for sure 
I've actually never had the fried chicken from the calf in my years there. Yeah, you know, it, I was scared to try it at first just because I didn't know if it was gonna be if it was gonna be suitable. Uh, I did try it. It's okay. Uh, I'm not trying to trash your list, Sam. It's it's okay. You can trash my list. I've 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 found a number of your lists. I know you have. I know. Sometimes sometimes they do make it is really dry. So, Mm -hmm. but I'm talking about like when they do it well. Okay. That's kind of how I went about my list. Is when it's at its peak, where is it on my list? That's fair. That's fine. Sure. Okay. My number two is curveball. It is a homemade wrap that I make myself. And it consists oh, I'm of this. all right. So it consists of you start with the spinach wrap or the chipotle wrap from the deli. Mm-hmm. You have to make several stops in order to make this. It's 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 complicated. You get the wrap. You then get two pieces of grilled chicken from the press. Cut up said grilled chicken. Put it in the wrap. You go spinach, corn, lettuce. Um, what do we go? We go a little bit of jalapenos, a little bit of beans, whatever you want to go in there. You, you just use a little honey mustard on there if you want it, some onions, some peppers, whatever you want in there. Wrap it up, fold it, panini press it, press, yep. cut, and then you dip it in whatever you want. I like to go ranch and um, hot sauce mix. Um, if I don't go honey mustard or anything inside of it so it's very versatile uh, it's very customizable and it's my go-to when i'm not feeling anything else so that's my number two i like that a lot i might I'm, i might have to give that one a shot one time you have to probably walk me through it again but that's well, uh, i will that sounds we'll good. cut that clip we'll cut that clip and uh we'll, we'll post just that great <laughs> just advertise advertise that all right so my number yes. two is just pretty classic just wing toss boneless wing toss it's phenomenal. Um, last year they had it like I don't know once once a week. It seemed like it was it was a lot, <laughs> and um, it's just always. Then Bryce said it best. He said like it just reminds you of just sitting down with your team and just eating just an unhealthy amount of wings. Like it's it, it's great. Yeah, my number two is actually the pad thai, which I feel like not a lot of people would pick, but I'm actually a pretty big fan. Like I feel like a lot of people sleep mm-hmm. on stuff that is made at the grill. Um, a lot of times because they don't want to wait in that line because it doesn't go as fast. Mm-hmm. But like there's a lot of meals there. You definitely don't want to sleep. And I think pad thai is one of them. Certainly. I like the pad thai. Certainly. Um, so without further ado, my number one. This is the this moment. Is, of truth. I've been waiting for this all day. Dom, Dom's number one. To cat. be honest, to be honest with you, this wasn't even close. It was like when as soon as we said top five, I was like, I know my number one. All right. uh, it is the the coveted chicken pot pie from the cove it is unmatched the line goes stretches up that there's chicken pot pie in the cove we nobody gets out of the, you don't get out of the locker room quick enough you can't get out of the locker room quick enough uh, from football practice to get to the get to the cove in line for chicken pot pie before it runs out because we get there late i'm both upset and and happy that you put put that on your list. I'm upset because I didn't put it on my list and I forgot about it. So I'm a little disappointed in myself, but that is correct. That should be on my list. That is a great number one, and I have I have mixed feelings right now. So my number one, Dom Fusco, is calf's giving, and I'm going to tell you why. So here's here's why it's not a cop out. The turkey and the gravy and the mashed potatoes and the stuffing. That's my favorite part of it. It's like no other, like sometimes you get mashed potatoes like in the, in the calf line, like on a regular day. Sometimes you get stuffing in the calf line on a regular day. It is just plain different when it comes to calf's giving. It is just, I don't know what it is. They just do it better for some reason. And you get there, you sit with your team and you just eat all the food you can get. And it's just, is just another level of of calf food so that's my number one debate amongst yourselves as it's understand it's understandable but it's like saying that your favorite item from mcdonald's is a shamrock shake obviously when it comes around everybody gets it and everybody loves it and then it's gone 
Eh, okay. I'll, I'll, okay. I'm not. I love cast giving. I'm just. Yeah. Okay. I okay. You know, we'll continue. I'll I, say, I, Sam. I respect it, right? Sam, I'm completely okay with this one. I like your reasoning. <laughs> that, like that, I said, I respect. I respect it. I don't agree with it, but I. Respect you've had this conversation wow. before. And the only reason when, I criticized you was because you didn't give a reason before. And I, I like your reasoning. Your reasoning is completely valid. Um, the other thing, too, I feel like is just the vibe of Cavs giving, though. I'll give you, I'll give you that one, too. Oh, it's, awesome. great. it's great. Vibe. It's good vibes. It's good vibes, for sure. I would argue that Christmas meal is the better than Cavs giving, though. I would argue that Christmas dinner is better than Cavs giving. Interesting. I'm both. I'm equally excited when they come around. I want to hear that one in the comments too. I want to hear that debate. Calf's giving or the Christmas meal, the holiday meal. I'm going holiday meal, and it. I, I'll never get to have another one. So I'm sticking um, with calf's giving. I, I think inside. I'd go calf's giving, but I want to hear what people have to say about that one. That's fine. I respect um, it. But Dom, my honorable mention, um, just because I couldn't, like, I didn't know where I wanted on my list, but I knew I could not say it was the chicken pot pie. So. Um, you covered it well for me. And my number one, um, and I noticed that they're not just doing boneless now. So it is just the wing toss in general for me um, okay. is my number one because well, I'm just a big wing person in general. But I noticed on the menu, it wasn't just boneless when I was looking uh, recently for some ideas and I'm a big bone in guy. So if it's as good as uh, the boneless wing toss, then that'll certainly, uh, certainly stick at number one respectable that's a great that's i think we all had we all had very different lists but it was that was that was good i there, there was no any, there was no picks where i was like shaking yeah. my head or judging or anything like that the only one that i was like a little i was a little skeptical was the was the fried chicken from sammy but i understood where he was coming yeah, from that was that was a little sauce slightly I sauce understood. i understood because when it is made correctly it is pretty good yeah so i will say that well, that's, that's the like thing too. Like, every 10 times that they do it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, for example, like the mac and cheese is the same thing. It's not always, you know, S tier, but when it's made well and when they do it right, when it's nice and crispy on top, that's it's, fine. It's fine. Yeah. I'm all right with it. It's not as car, it's not quite as bad as putting Carson Wentz at four on my top five. No, let's not see. I knew that was somehow we're talking about food and somehow I'm going to get flamed for Carson Wentz. Just, I, I knew it was coming at some point. Like I just, that. That's it. Sammy, close us anyway. out. I, I had to squeeze it in sometime, but thank you guys for tuning in. It was a really fun episode. Got a lot of good stuff in. And, uh, you know, we'll catch you next time. Roll devs.